to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Habili off the Caesar. Now he puts a kick out. Croak is there again. Oh, Jared Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Absolutely, come join us. Welcome back to Behind the Limelight. It's been a fun time. It's been a, had a week off. I'm Raider Nick, joined by the usual panellists, Benny Bollock, Tommy Logan. How are we, gents? How was the week off? Yeah, it was interesting. It was um, well needed, I think, by everybody. Um, obviously, uh, it's a long season, and uh, to get a little week off there, coming into the, the home run is uh, really refreshing, and I think everyone's keen to get... Uh, stuck back into some footy and, and hopefully some finals. So a really important few weeks coming up. The home run. Look where we are. It's gone quick, hasn't it? About to finish Origin 3, so we'll talk a bit of Origin. We'll talk about the Raiders' uh, last performance against the Eels up there in Darwin. We'll preview Round 16 against the Dragons. And also, Benny, you've got some uh, signing news and excitement in regards to some people coming to the club and also extending. So first, gents, let's just talk about uh, Camp- Parramatta Eels 22, Canberra Raiders 16 there in Darwin. We've sat on it for a couple of weeks now. It was probably a disappointing performance, one could say, but I think I'm confident moving forward the boys will really bounce out of that and put in a good performance this week. What probably hurt the most is 16 zip, 55% possession, 16-12 at half-time. Those two tries right before half-time was the game-changer. Yeah, they really swam momentum. Um, I mean, that first 30 minutes, we were just absolutely all over Parramatta, dominating them through the middle of the park and, and just tearing them apart. We saw some really good tries. Chance Nickel Klockstad scored an absolute screamer oh. to start things off. And, oh, yeah, and at 16-0, you know, you felt pretty comfortable and the boys were playing well. But as you mentioned, the possession rate was all towards us. And during a game, these things do shift in momentum. Uh, you touched on it, though. Those two tries just before halftime were absolutely paramount to um, Parramatta getting back into the game. And, uh, and unfortunately, we couldn't uh, rally uh, once that happened. Tommy, you went up there with the boys. What was the feel like? I spoke to you beforehand for our Raiders call team and you said things felt quite comfortable. It was a bit of a funeral in the in the bus there because the focus was so strong. We went into that game pretty focused. Um, you know, there was no sort of sign of, obviously, the travel sort of derailing us at all. Everyone was really focused. Uh, they prepared really well. Um, I think it was just one of those games, really, um, where I, I really can't quite put my finger on it because it was just a. I think it, you know those two tries to Parramatta, and obviously there was a couple of like slip ups that um, you know there was a knock on that the Eels um, scored, and you know you can talk about all those, but um, it's just one of it was just one of those games. I was just. You know, probably just wasn't going to be our day. It's we, just a loss. It just happens. Yeah, we just didn't play yeah. well. Simple as that. Um, we came, we came out of the blocks on fire, and, and we couldn't finish the game off. Um, and that's just the sign of a maturing team. Uh, you're not going to get a hundred percent performance every week as this team grows, but you'll get less and less of those games, and that's what we've seen this year, as opposed to the last two years. So, I think um, you know. With more experience and, and more games together as a group, we'll only see less of those performances, which is a good thing. But you think what we've lost four or five games this season, and they're all been by a try game. We haven't been belted at all year. We haven't been outplayed at all this year. We've been in every single fight. It's not uh, – look, again, you, you log on to social media afterwards and there's, some, there's, a lot, there's lots of negative stuff written. I know fans are frustrated, but it's not the end of the world. It's a loss. That's why we delve into this beautiful game of rugby league because it's a roller coaster. Some weeks you're up, some weeks you're down, and it's – it's the lows that make the highs so good when we get there. So I can't wait for the boys to, to bounce into this game against the big red vegans and Georgia team, which haven't been probably firing at all cylinders this year. They've been a little bit disappointed in some some decisions in regards to positions. They've been a bit uh, lacklustre there, one could say. They've had some injuries to key positions some, too. So Jareth Widdop was a huge loss massive, for them. Massive, massive. Um, but they've got some really smart um, and talented players. I mean, they've got four guys 
playing in state Absolutely. of origin. You know, for a team that's not even in the eight, to have four, should be five origin reps if Tarek Sims was there as well. So they've definitely got plenty of talent there. It's just a matter of them putting their performances together. So, look, I think Tarek Sims is going to be a massive um, uh, player for them in this game. He's going to come out with a point to prove after missing that origin mm. game. So he'll be up for a big one. Um, ben Hunt. Um, playing out of position at Origin, um, but plays in the halves for for St George Illawarra. He's a he's a wonderfully talented player, and they seem to play Big really. Vaughan-y. They seem to play pretty well down there at Wollongong too. Well, they seem to play pretty well against Canberra. Of course, we've had that uh, that hoodoo for a while, but I think now the boys, the Raiders, are a team now where they're sitting fourth. You got the Raiders this week. You, you need to be on because they're a team that's had a good season. You need to be on. So every team, this run home is going to be difficult for the boys because everyone's going to be ready and prepared and planned uh, for a good game plan to beat the boys. And Mary, mate, he can put a good game plan against Sticky any day. Yeah, we've spoken, we've spoken about this um, over the, this season. The teams are teams are getting up for us. Yeah. Um, you've seen that when they when a team has a, a an off week, it's it's generally not against us. Um, you know, when we're playing whoever it is, uh, they seem to be up for the battle and they seem to be ready for us because they know that we've got a, a fair bit to throw at them. So, mm. um, look, that's a sign of a that's a sign of a good team when when teams are getting up to play you you know that you're starting to get the respect from the opposition and that's what we have. So, uh, look, under no illusion what sort of game we're going to get down there against the Dragons. They're going to be hard up the middle, in your face um, and that's what we've got to prepare for. Corey Horsbro, who made his debut this year, been an outstanding acquisition for the club, re-signs today. Great news for us. Um, you know, having a, another young, talented player um, re-signed for the club. You know, he's only early in his career. He's, he's probably been one of those guys that's come along like a Bailey Simonson, mm. like a Hudson Young that have played more first grade than they probably would have expected this year, Tommy. And uh, he's a, he's another player that can really um, step up for us. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Big Red and sort of the aggression that he brings off the interchange. Um, obviously, this is his first season in the NRL. Um, he's shown that he's more than he's done more than a job so far in his first year, and I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, really continue and um, his stay with the green. He's become a bit of a fan favourite as well, Big Red. You got to have a redhead in your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to have one in there. Yeah, that's right. And he's uh, he definitely um, brings plenty of aggression, and um, he doesn't take a backward step, which which, which I like about him. You know, he's, if you're going to play in that position yeah. on the field, you need to um, be assertive um, within reason. Obviously, you don't want to be a thug, but um, you know, I really like the way that he plays his game. He's a team player and, yeah, he just gives it 100% every time he takes to the training field or on the playing field. Really, He's a real calm guy as well. He's a he bit, is. Uh, bit rats. He's very rats, isn't he? <laughs> Speaking of re-signings, well, signings, uh, another signing for the club being announced. Yeah, George Williams, uh, another Englishman, taking us to five. We've gone from the Beatles to the Spice Girls. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've stepped it up to five Englishmen. Been waiting on morning as like that. <laughs> to step up and, uh, yeah, five five Englishmen. George Dodgers from Wigan, um, two-time premiership player for the Warriors over there, alongside John Bateman, obviously, mm. and Ryan Sutton. He's played alongside those guys before. So, look, I know the guys speak very highly of him, um, and he brings another dimension to the team, which would be great. What kind of football player is he? He's, definitely a, he's a six or a seven. He's more of a running half. We play most of his um, most of his uh, football for Wigan, they call it standoff, which is mm. like a five eight sort of role. But yeah. to be honest, if you watch the way that he plays, he's a, he's a halfback. The way that he plays the game and the way that he'll probably fit in here is in the, is in that number seven um, role. Obviously, there's there's other candidates here. Aiden Caesar, um, Sam Williams is off contract, but um, you know there's guys here that will be battling for that position. Uh, but he comes here, you know, obviously an international player, mm. um, plenty of skill, good a really good kicking game, which is important, um, and he. And he's not afraid to take the line on either. So, yeah, looking forward to him joining us for the preseason. That could be a record, I think, out the Tigers in the late 80s had about four or five in there. Ellery Hanley, Sean Edwards, Courier, 
mm. and one more. I think this is a record. Five well, Englishmen. Very close because the, the well, Souths had the, the four Burgess four, brothers. Four Burgess brothers. Um, at one point. I think um, this we've is a had, record. We've got four at the moment. So, yeah, it could be close too. Five. Yeah. Righto. Okay, the Dragons, Benny Pollock. I'll, I'll, I'll take my coin from last week. I can't even remember what I predicted last I did Hodgson, one. and I did Hodgson for a try and for a one-on-one steal. We got the one-on-one steal, so I'll yeah. cash that in, but okay. didn't get the try. Uh, I'm going to claim this one as well. I predicted CNK to break through with a try, and yeah, yep. fair enough. Ka-ching. I, I, I have absolutely no idea what I predicted, so I'll take a win as I well. I think you had something to do with Croaks, <laughs> record breaking. I did, I, had the rec- yeah. I did actually. I went for the record yeah. again, so... What do you got uh, for us this week, Benny? Uh, I think uh, our guest this week, Elliot Whitehead. I think he's going to crash over. He's been, he's been, uh, it's been coming uh, on that on that edge, and I think that he's uh, he's got to try and in this weekend against the Dragons. I'm going to double up on that, but I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm going to think he's have, he's going to have a matter of match performance, a try in there, but what's going to be the clincher is another one-on-one steal. He's good at those. It must be an English thing. So smell for me, Tommy. What do you got for us? Well, you're both going with the with Elliot, but I'm going to go with uh, Jack. I think he's going to come back from Origin, uh, and I reckon the Blues are going to win, and I reckon he's going to come back uh, straight into the into the lineup for the Green Machine and put on a really good performance and probably grab a trial too. Speaking of that, gents, so tonight, of course, Game Three of the Origin. Let's just go for the three games. Game One, it was all about New South Wales. Good performance at halftime. Queensland just, you know, put their socks up in regards to their Origin spirit and, and beat us. Second game, it was all about, geez, you know, we're going to struggle with this. Team selected with some kooky selections from Freddie Fittler. 38 points to six. I, haven't, I probably can't remember such a dominant display at origin level. Game three in Sydney. Wow. Both teams, uh, obviously Queensland hurting. Yeah, massive game. Um, no doubt about it. When the, season, when the series is on the line and the decider's on, on offer, um, either team's going to be right in it. I think we're going to see a different uh, performance from the Blues early on. I think they'll be really gritty down the middle mm. of the field early on just to try and establish Sydney's a bit of a platform. Like um, and the and the Maroons will be really intense in that first twenty minutes. I think that's where the game will be won. The team that can come out on top after that opening um, stand will probably go on to win the game, and I, th- I think it will be New South Wales. Tell me, with all the talks being about no Ponga, but everyone's really looking forward to seeing what Cameron Munster can do at one there for the for the for the Maroons. All the Maroons fans are excited, or the Blues fans are nervous. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous to be honest. I think putting Munster back in the number one jersey is actually probably going to be a really good decision by them. Uh, he's Dangerous, to be honest, almost anywhere where you put him, even if it's at five eighth or a fullback, or um, I just think it's it's pro- it was probably there weren't too many options. Uh, obviously, Queensland have got a lot of halves, but they're they're lucky that they can they can bring in a quality half like Corey Norman to play alongside DC and just put Munster back into the fullback spot. Just quickly, the halves they mentioned, Pierce comes back into that team, but what a luxury to have! He goes back straight back there with Maloney, where he's won a premiership. I've got no concerns about peace. I think he'll do a good job for the boys. No, I don't think he has to do anything special either. I think he just has to, you know, um, you know, feed off Damian Cook, get the team uh, to the points on the field they need to get to, and, and have a strong kicking game. There's no need for Mitchell Pearce to put in an Andrew Johns type performance. Um, he's got plenty of really talented players around him that are there to do that job. So I think for him, it's just a matter of going out and, and getting the team around the park. Think biggest player of the series. Play of the series. Uh, it's a tough one because uh, both teams have been very strong. There's no Billy Slatter in there this year. No, I think, uh, I think uh, if he has another reasonably strong performance, I think you can't go past a guy like either Jake Trebojevic or James Tedesco. Those yeah. two have probably been the standouts. There are a lot of different players from the blue side that really stood out, but I think James Tedesco has really just maintained that really high level um, of footy. And I think if he hasn't, you know, just anywhere near that sort of game on Wednesday night, he'll win it. And for the second time on Behind the Limelight, but the first time for 2019, the man they call Smell, Mr. Elliot Whitehead. G'day, mate. G'day. Oh, yeah. 
Good, mate. First of all, congrats on your, on your form this year, mate. You've played uh, outstanding, seeing some of your stats, quite consistent in your in your workflow and your, in your, obviously your workload there. Has anything changed this year? Obviously, a couple of mates down from England could help could help matters for you. Um, no, not, nothing changed really. Um, you know, I try try to be as consistent as I can, and um, you know, I just want to do well for the team, and that's um, what I got there to do every week. So, um, yeah, train hard and then turn up on the weekend and try to play my best. So, yeah, looking a bit tanned, mate. You've been somewhere. Uh, I had a few days in Bali, but it was a bit overcast, so <laughs> didn't get much of a tan. Speaking of uh, Englishmen at the Raiders, uh, some news coming through. Uh, this week, George Williams is joining us. That'll take us to five. Oh, can you can you believe record. that? That's a five five Englishman at one club. I think it's a. Yeah, I think it'll be a record if you all play uh, in one game together next year. Oh, is it? Will it? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will be. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. What's it? What can you tell us about George? Obviously, you know him. You've played with him at international level before. What? What's yeah, yeah. Played with George. Um, yeah, he's a quality player. You know, he's got that little. Um, what would you call it? Uh, Star effect, no? Yeah. What would, you call, what would you call it that? Well, yeah, you can call it that. What is it? It's your story. Star, what is it, star effect? <laughs> I don't know, it's like a star. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, so is he, you know, is he, does, he, does he have a presence? Does he have a presence when he's on the field? Does yeah, he? definitely, like, he can He can change a game like, with some of his actions and stuff, like yep. um, his ball planes and probably some of the best I've ever played with, so it's good to have him on board and hopefully he can come and show that over here. What sort of a presence does he have on the field? Is he is he um, loud, vocal? Is he, is he you know... Um, an angry little halfback Is oh, he a happy well, halfback what, what sort of halfback oh, Would you put him he's, he's a little grumpy man Sometimes he gets A little bit grumpy But you know Away from rugby And that is a great dude But on the field Yeah he does get A little bit grumpy If you don't listen to him So I think that's a good thing Yeah it's definitely For a halfback yeah. You know, you need you have that, to be. He needs that presence About him You know, you know Especially with some of Bigger forwards He's not the biggest person yep. So um, He'll be barking up them So yeah Must be good for you To start to really have That English culture down here Being all the way from home Does it I'm still out of breath man I just finished gym <laughs> <laughs> you got a Sada away from it. It's probably more the Asada thing, mate. Um, it must feel good for you, though, because you're all the way from home, and I, I know you got your partner down here, but does it feel good in having a couple of kind of fellow Englishmen there, which you can kind of relate to similar upbringings up there in, um, in England? It must feel nice j- during times of potential times where you might feel a little bit homesick at times. Oh, yeah, it's good to have them. You know, it's probably a bit more for the newer boys. that uh, They've got me and Hodgie here as well, so, mm. um, you know, I probably don't miss home as much as I do um, now, but... Um, yeah, like I said, it is good to have them on board, and you know, it's good to hear some familiar voice uh, accents anyway, never, not voices, but accents um, where people can understand you when I'm talking fast. So. <laughs> well, yeah, well when you first arrived, I thought you had one of the, the harder accents to, to pick up. I mean, Hodjo's pretty good. I mean, he's he's um, he's actually gotten better. He's clear, and you know, you can pick him up as well. He's, he's half Aussie. Now, he's, he's Aussie Josh. Yeah. Yeah. But Josh I'll tell you what, the first well. time I spoke to Batty. John Bateman, holy hell! That was that was he's next level. Another level that's next yeah. level. I mean, that's there's, an ad, there's a Toyota ad with his subtitles on. We well, have to because he's like next level. Does Instead it, of it insulting that? Yeah, I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, takes, it takes a while for your ear to attune to it. But um, did you struggle when you first came here to, to understand us as well? Or Was it easy for you? No, so we speak a bit slower. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Me understanding you, just people understanding me, and it was getting frustrating <laughs> at times. And all like just half the time, I just keep my mouth shut. I won't say anything. So. Um, yeah, but like I said, after time, people get used to it and start understanding you a lot more easier, so it's, I'm all right at the moment. Mm. Smell, just to talk a bit of footy, uh, coming off a loss against the Eels there a fortnight ago, sorry to bring that up, but how's the how's the feeling like bouncing into the Dragons? It's all about really rewriting that wrong, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Look, um, you know, we started very well against Parramatta, but, um, you know, we fell away and went away from what we were doing good in the first 30 minutes, and, you know, we've looked at that this week now, and, you know, we need to focus on St. George and 
we need to go down there and put a good performance in and get the two points. So, um, yeah, we're bringing a lot of energy again this week and hopefully we can go down there bouncing and get them two points. We're at the business end of the season now. We've, we've had our two buys. Everyone's refreshed, ready to go again. Uh, how important is it for you guys not to, to throw away all that really good work that you've done in that first sort of just over half a season and, and keep be consistent because you've worked so hard to get yourself in a, in a good position. You don't want to throw it away at the back end. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, we've start, we started the season really well and, you know, we're up there for a reason, but, you know, we have to take it game by game and we have to focus on Dragons this week and get the win there. We've no point focusing on Warriors in four weeks or something because mm. that's miles away. So we just need to focus on Dragons and hopefully we can go down there and get the job done and bring the two points back and be sat in the top four still. When we talk about, we hate talking about it, but look, the Ricky Shute era at the Raiders, they always refer back to the season of 2016 as the benchmark where, you, you know, you finished second and had a really good season, one win away from a grand final. To me, looking on the outside, it's a similar kind of pattern this year. You started the season really strong. If you've been in the eight the whole year and now the run home, there's a good chance to really, you know, establish a top four position there. Does it feel a little bit like what kind of went on in 2016, a little bit? Um, a little bit, yeah, but I feel like um, as a team, I think we're a lot better from the team that we were in 2016. You know, as defence is miles ahead of where it was then. You know, we were great at attacking in 2016 and we still got that ability in us, but defence has improved a lot over the last three years, so... Hopefully we can keep that benchmark with his defence and um, you know, the tackle just come as it does. Yeah, and this year we've got Michael Enos on our team doing a clap for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> defence is, defense is pretty a big part of the game, there's no doubt about that. And, mate, I, I watch you every week and I have a little smile every time. Every time there's a break in play, you're down on your haunches. You look like you're down and out. But every single time you get back up, you get back in that defensive line and you make that crucial tackle. Like, he. Do you just sort of need a little uh, second to collect your thoughts there? or I just find it easier to catch my breath when I'm knelt down. Like everyone <laughs> always says, get up, because I could. But um, for me, just I don't know, I've done it for many years now, and I just find... Just find a little it, reset button, yeah, is it? Yeah, I just find it easier just to get my breath back and then go again, so, yeah. yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, God, smell looks busted here. He's going to have to come uh, off, and then next thing, you're, you're in the defensive line making more tackles and, you know, 80 minutes every week. Yeah, yeah, that's just a little breather for me. <laughs> just another thing, too, obviously... The Roosters signed Ryan Hall there on the wing. I think the, the international team now can be made up of Australian-based Englishmen now. And that's probably a record as well. Yeah, there's a lot of English guys that are still in that, in that team. The Burgess right. boys, you got also got James Graham. Still got guys like, just went to Gold Coast. Yes. Yeah, that's right. The, yeah. the centre there, the halves. Um, um, I mean, you could put a team on the part, but there's easy. still, still, you know, quality still a lot of quality players, players yeah, playing yeah, over that, there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Who would come from the Super League to, to – who would make that team now? Makinson. Oh, there's, there's a lot of players. Like Tompkins. Tompkins. Luke Thompson, Luke Gale, there's a lot of players, you know, um, James Robbie, James Robbie quality yep. player. So, yeah, there's a lot of players in Super Leagues that are quality players and you know, they could come over here and um, play some quality rugby week in, week out, but, you know, it's probably their choice not to come over here just yet or, you know, mm. settled over there. So, yeah, that's up to them. What's well, exciting for George Williams coming, um, another Englishman in there. And Canberra's just, you know, known to be that multicultural town. We've got some Kiwis, we've got some <laughs> Polynesian boys, we've got a Serbian boy, a few Turkish boys. And five Englishmen. It's great. Yeah, hopefully a few more, but <laughs> have to do a bit more scouting over in England, so. Beautiful. All right, mate. Best of luck on the weekend against the Dragons. Uh, we know you guys will rip in and, and hopefully we can stay in that top four and, and push towards some finals. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Have you found your scooter yet? Nah, anyone, anyone else found it? <laughs> <laughs> let me know, let me know. <laughs> Sweet, man. Still got keys and charger. Oh, that win the Queen's title.
Celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Green Machine's epic 1989 Grand Final victory. This week we grab a Tigers perspective from the 89 Grand Final. The man that played second row for the Tigers that day scored a barnstorming try right on the stroke of halftime to put his team in front at 12 points to 2. The guy they call Ciro. For a Tigers perspective, this week we go back in time to 89 with Paul Sirenen. How are you, mate? Nice to, uh, nice to speak to you. Mate, great, great to hear from you. Now, let's just talk about the game, 89. I know a lot of you Tigers boys <laughs> probably not fond of it. And it. It hurts because we love the game of rugby league, and I can't imagine... Mate, I lost a, grand, a local grand final, and I'm still get, trying to get over that 20 years ago. I can't imagine what losing a Winfield Cup in that circumstance felt like. Well, it gets... Yeah, well, this, you know, I mean, heading in the final series, it gets thrown up every year, mate, but... Well, you get used to it, mate. You just sort of, you know, you, you're still a little bit numb from all the pain, mate. But yeah, you, you, you tend to block out all the noise and um, just sort of, you know. I mean, I, I watched the game up to half time several times, mate. But, um, <laughs> right after you try. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. So I, uh, it took me several years to watch the, uh, the entire game, to be honest. But um, anyway, it was, a, it was a great grand final. And yeah, the, uh, the pundit track, and it was probably the best grand final I'd seen. So. Um, I, I said to a couple of blokes, I said, it, it, it's it's going to be tough this game. And Canberra had, you know, I mean, the likes of, of, of Clyde and those, those sort of blokes were, and Laurie were relatively new, you know. So, um, young bloke called Ricky Stewart as well. Yeah, yeah. So, they had, yeah, they had um, had some strike power, but I thought, you know, we, we, we had a bit of experience and we'd been there the year before. So, thought we might be okay, mate. And, you know, we, we, we didn't, you know, um, without jumping ahead, we didn't play too well on the, in the first half, it still led 12-2, so... Was that a bit of a camouflage there, Ciro? Flip of the coin there, Canberra. Well, not the senior leaders of the team, but the younger blokes like like a young Lazo and a young Steve Walters and those kind of guys, their heads are a bit down because they felt they were the better team, but they were, you know, 12-2, and they talk about, you know, you know yourself, to concede a try right on halftime in any game just hurts, hurts like hell. But to concede a try for the Raiders uh, right on halftime, your try, your barraging try there to go down 12-2, they were a little bit scattered. What was the Tigers' dressing room like there at halftime? Um, it, well, obviously pretty positive because we hadn't played all that. As you said, we hadn't played all that well, to be honest. You know, like we, 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 we sort of, I think, um, got on the back of a couple of try-saving tackles. You know, Wayne Pierce, I think, took, took Matty Wood out of the sideline. Mm. Um, and then there, there was a couple of other little things that, 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 that went our way. But look, the yeah, the, and the bounce of the ball, mate. I, I was a renowned for my uh, support play. Let yeah. me tell you. So, um, but it, 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 it's funny when you get a sense of something looming, mate. Oh, I just the little you know, trick shot down the sideline blocker, and then they kick kick on the infield, and just sort of jogging downfield, and you know, accelerated a bit, and it just kind of unfolded in front of me. And I thought, hello, this is you know, this is a chance here. So, and mate, just to, you know, I mean, just to to, to, to to jag a try like that, mate. Oh, it was it'd be, it'd be great in a normal club game, mate, but in a game like a grand final, it was probably remarkable when you look back at it. And um, and, and then to leave 12-2, mate, there's a sense of, geez, you know, we, we haven't we haven't played that well and we're, we're up by 10, so let's, you know, let's let's put these guys away. As you say, mate, all, all the twisted turns in the game, you know, McNeil being ankle tapped there in the second half, and we probably should have done the and, and that was a set play we had to get Mal, you know, to get Mal interested. We, we thought, you know, and, and Warren had done his homework, and you yeah, knew Mal had sort of he, he would jam in off his line, and we, we got outside him, and 
you know, he, he, um, Steve Wallace just, just kind of told me he was a, well, I think his nose was on the try line, Benzie, Benzie Neal, and, mm. and and then Benny's, you know, as, 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 again, as, you know, Benny's crossbar if he was two inches taller, mate, you know, we'd, we'd still be celebrating as, as Blocker would used to say, you know. <laughs> well, look, last week I, yeah. spoke to, I spoke to Paul Martin, who'd come on and replaced Matty Wood and was actually defending outside Mal on that play. On the other side of the token there, they had this telepathic communication where they didn't even speak. It was just a just a trust between them, to because if 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 Paul Martin jams out, then Mick Neal puts the winger away, and then it's shut the gate. You know, yeah. so that was just one of those things, one of those crazy things that the gods of rugby league sprinkled over, yeah. and it just happened yeah. like that. That's it, mate. As you say, all the all the little. Yeah, the little pieces that that add up, mate, to a, to a game of footy, and you know, being such an important game like a grand final, and you know, being the Raiders' first premiership too. So they, yeah, we look back at it, and um, but look, yeah, that's 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 footy, isn't it? So, how much of the game plan from Warren Ryan was it to like look after Mal? Obviously, Mal and Belcher were really established. Well, Mal was you know international still, obviously there, eighty six Kangaroo yeah. tour. Yeah, uh, yeah. How much of it was to just. To limit Mal's destruction, was it? Because obviously Ricky and Laurie, they were just all young blokes. Bradley, they were workers, but they were young. Was it all about shutting down Mal? Oh, look, look not, not really, mate. I, I think we we're more concerned about our game. But there was mm. a, yeah, yeah, a couple of, as I said, a couple of little trick shots that, that yeah, Warren had was, was, was you know, a very structured coach how we played things. So, yeah. you know, like we knew what we we're doing. Tackle one, tackle two, tackle three. The set coming out of trouble and. You know, there was times when if, if Benny saw something and he'd back himself and, and, and do that, you know, we, uh, we didn't have guys in our side with flair that could could do that. Um, but um, but look, yeah, and, and and the Raiders probably played because they were young blokes and they were just out there that they really had nothing to lose, did they? They just, yeah. just played a bit of footy. And, but I, I got replaced after Chicka scored, mate, behind the line. So yeah, uh, well, that was a big yeah. call there. Had Blocker on to this show early this year, and he's he's obviously processed all that, and he's. He's in yeah. a place now where he understands coaches' decisions. He was the coach. You would have yeah, been so yeah. dirty, you know, the fact that you, you know, you were, you know, yeah. you and Blocker led the pack, you know, and, and to yeah, get, uh, it, it, hook's the wrong word, he's, he's taking you off, and back then, once you're off, you're off. Just that image of seeing the disappointment in Blocker and that, that famous footage of you guys sitting in the sheds, sorry, sitting on the bench, you know, just yeah. scattered, like, it just, it was just such a weird decision. What was going through your head yeah. then when you saw uh, the whole second half unfold from the bench? Well, look, no, well, it, it was extra time that, you know, I, I mean, Blocker got replaced with about that 12, 13 minutes to go, which warranted every finals game, mate. If you go back and watch our every semi-final in 89, mm. he, he, he took Block off, you know, with about 10, 12 to go, and just to get a Blake on, and particularly if we're in the lead, you know, he'd, he'd get him off and just bring someone on who, who could defensively, so he, he was doing that. But um, yeah, look uh, for me, uh, as I said, I mean, your hindsight's a bloody wonderful thing, isn't mm. it? So you, if, if, perhaps if you know, yeah, Warren, you know, if you could, could have got a message to the trainer in those days, they didn't have everyone, everyone wasn't mic'd up and, and radioed. He might have said, "Listen, just hold off and zero, don't change him." Mm. But mate, yeah, as, as I walked around the around the bench, Canberra had all the momentum. Mate, the Raiders had the momentum, fourteen all. Mal, you know, Mal kicked the goal and, you know, to make it 14 all and we're going in extra time and, you know, it was just a, you know, it was like watching a bloody car accident, mate, just sitting there on the sideline watching that, that, that extra time unfold, mate. You know, Jimmy Jack was so safe and got the ball and I think Chris, Chrissy O'Sullivan nailed a field goal and 
Mm. And that, 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 you know, I mean, our heads dropped. Our, you know, if you look at our body language, mate. I, I think we 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 realised we were, you know, we were, we were Gonski. So, you know, just to put it beyond doubt, mate. Yeah, Jacko scores, and he's probably lived off that for thirty years. A big fella. So, yeah, that that uh, five metre runs getting yeah. longer and longer. Post game, how long did it? Like, we know a loss, just even a club loss during the week, it, it can hurt and can and can kind of hang around. You can sit in it for a couple of days. What was it like for yourself and the team after losing that? Well, mate, it was just, um, I, I, well, that was just, the, the grand final was on the Sunday, mate. I, I, uh, I was back at work on the Tuesday, would you believe? Yeah. Wow. Sitting on my own at Leichhardt Police Station and on the front desk, just sitting there. The boys had been, you know, we had a bit of a mad Monday and everything. And, you know, I, I sort of backdoored it early, knowing I was going to work on the Tuesday, mate. But it was like it had been a, a death in the family, mate. It, it's, yeah. and it sounds pretty, you know, extreme, but. That's just how it felt. I just felt felt flat for ages, mate, to be honest. And I had to get away and you know recharge the batteries and do a couple of things, mate. But um, yeah, it, it was it was really uh, that, that 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 one hurt us, mate. And I don't think the club ever. Well, it didn't the club never recovered from that from the time we we were we were merged in '99, mate. So uh, which was a shame. That was our that was our time in the sun and it didn't happen. But boy, I mean, the Raiders went on to do some some you know some pretty important things. And if you look at the the calibre of player in the game, you know, some of the best, you know, there'd be a dozen of the best players in 100 years of rugby league were involved in that game, mate. So it's no, um, no disgrace to get beat by by, by Canberra at any, at any moment. So. Yeah, Blake called Craig Bellamy, couldn't even get a run. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ciro, sorry to open any baggage or open up any wounds. Oh, it's um, all over the floor, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I hope I haven't ruined your weekend. I hope you can uh, put, you put your footy head back on and get through all the right, day, mate. Thanks for joining us here on the Behind the Limelight podcast. As we go back in time to 89, and we look forward to seeing you down here in Canberra. No worries at all, mate. Just go easy on the old Bowman boys when we get down there too, mate. So, <laughs> all good. Cheers, Ciro. Good on you, mate.